Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. February 19th, 2017, on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. I am your host, the comic book cowboy himself, the Maverick, and I do thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, quick apology, I know this is 18 was supposed to be last week, but I had to skip a week. We were out of uh, town on some business with my daughters and just the whole schematics of the show. I decided to push it back a week and do a good show as opposed to a rush one from a hotel in Lancaster. So uh, sorry if you uh, tuned in and missed it, but we're back now. we got a lot to talk about this week. Oh, my goodness. Uh, less than 24 hours ago, I was the guest host auctioneer at the Comic Universe uh, 38th anniversary auction in Folsom, Pennsylvania. It was a huge turnout, a great night. We're going to talk about that. We also have a ton of comic book news over the last two weeks. Uh, I didn't even get it all written down. There's so much going on, but we'll be covering a lot of that. And the big story this week, Toy Fair New York is happening right now as we speak. I imagine the doors are open for the morning. And there's a lot of information and news uh, coming out of Toy Fair as in regards to comic books and movies and things like that. So we got a big show for you. Um, I'm really excited to be back and really psyched about this last weekend. So let's jump right into the news. Marvel Comics this week announced The Screaming Citadel, a five-part crossover event beginning in May. The event teams Luke Skywalker and Dr. Aphra, and they'll team up for an adventure in the ominously named Screaming Citadel. The event begins with a one-shot and then continues in both Star Wars and Dr. Aphra. We know they did a huge crossover uh, about two years ago, maybe? It seems like it was two years. Um, Vader down. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened. Now the, the Darth Vader comic's not happening currently. Uh, it's going to cross over with Dr. Aphra, and they're going to be doing something with Luke Skywalker and, of course, expect all of the popular... Star Wars and Dr. Aphra supporting cast to be involved in that. Definitely looking forward to that. Begins in May with a one-shot, and then that'll be part of the huge lead-in to December's big release, and there's a little more information about that coming down. First details were released this week for Marvel Comics' Secret Empire miniseries. We talked about that briefly before. 
as it spins out of civil war. Uh, there's going to be a zero issue in uh, April. I'm trying to read my own handwriting there. I was trying to write down so much. To set up a nine-issue series in May. And Marvel has stated that everyone will be affected by the crossover. Now, the gist of the crossover is essentially several months back, uh, almost a year ago back now, I'd imagine, it was discovered that Captain America Steve Rogers uh, had his memory altered and uh, is is an active Hydra agent undercover in S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's slowly been trying to take over the Marvel Universe, and Secret Empire deals directly with that. Uh, they're promising a return to superheroics, where after several, uh, 10 years of where predominantly the Marvel series is, and miniseries and crossovers have been heroes fighting heroes, they're all going to come together finally and take on their biggest hero, who turns out to be their biggest villain. So it's not quite writing the ship, but should be an interesting storyline nonetheless. Uh, not a huge fan of the Cap Hydra, but it's what they're doing, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. It doesn't mean it won't be uh, it won't be good. It just means it's not something I'm into. Paper Cuts Comics has announced a new Gumby series. Gumby the series will be a monthly starting this July, and will be made up of two ten-page main stories and a five-page backup every month, and will feature a variety of creators and give them the chance to work on the series. Uh, this is the latest in a re- long revival of classic characters like Underdog and the Hanna Barbera characters, who are all making a return to comics. The Three Stooges. They're all making their uh, way back into comics, so it's uh, interesting to see how Gumby will be received in the new market. Obviously, it's a kid-driven series, and uh, Paper Cuts does a great job of doing all-ages comic books, and uh, I'll definitely be checking out interest- issue one just out of curiosity. StarWars.com this week announced Forced Friday 2. That'll be held Friday, September 1st and will be the official unveiling of all the new Star Wars The Last Jedi merchandise. They released new new packaging prior to Toy Fair. And uh, now uh, we're starting to see what some of that merchandise is going to look like at Toy Fair, Lego, Hasbro, Jack Pacific, and several other companies all have Star Wars product coming. A lot of it's under wraps. Um, can't see a lot of it, but they're showing teasers, and, and there's going to be a huge marketing campaign, much like the first Force Friday that took place right around the Force Awakens. Now, they did a watered-down version of Force Fridays last year for Rogue One, and honestly, they I think it was so underperformed by all the retailers and the stores that kind of ignoring that it happened, and they're calling this Force Friday 2. Uh, the first Force Friday was a blast. Me and the girls were out covering it for our uh, Galactic Clubhouse, and uh, we were at Target and Toys R Us and Disney Store and Barnes and Nobles. All did huge events, and uh, related to both Star Wars and the toys and the comics and the merchandise. So, lots of great stuff coming out of that. I'm definitely looking forward to that. As you know, I'm a big Star Wars cowboy myself, so. 
expect a lot of that both here on Mavericks Comic Roundup, and we'll be covering it on Galactic Clubhouse. I am Groot. A new comic will be released by Marvel this May. The new ongoing will star the Guardians of the Galaxy fan favorite as a toddler version, very similar to how he's going to be featured in the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Um, Obviously, Marvel and uh, Disney saw the success of Baby Groot in the first movie. The 10 seconds he was on screen uh, set off a whirlwind of merchandising and uh, became a huge fan favorite. And the trailers featuring toddler Groot um, have been absolutely outstanding. And they are obviously trying to capitalize on that where they couldn't capitalize too much on I Am Groot uh, as a baby. Uh, because they wanted to keep the surprise in there. Obviously, they're putting the toddler version front and center um, of both the trailer and the movie. And most importantly for their bottom line, the merchandising. There's already been pops and toys and plush. Uh, There's a dancing (laughs) toddler Groot coming out. Uh, Toy Fair is very much Groot central right now as far as Guardians of the Galaxy merch. They have a bunch of other stuff, but Toddler Groot's getting a lot of attention this year. I uh, expect that to be a big seller, especially if the movie's the hit that it looks like it's going to be. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, so much so that it's got me reading a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy comics, uh, especially now that they're tr- bringing them closer in vain to you saw in the movie which I think was a really smart idea since uh, so many people were introduced to the Guardians through that. And now you uh, can read about that. So Marvel and Archie are teaming up once again, this time to produce Digest version of its comic book characters. The first one is going to feature both Spider-Man and the Avengers, and is going to be released, uh, we don't exactly know when. Uh, no real information has been given other than that they've signed this partnership. So we really don't know if it's going to be new material or it's going to be older material. Um, Archie has had a lot of success with its secret codes. And I'm sorry, not with the secret codes. I was getting a message about something else. There's a lot of success with his digest, both especially in supermarkets and retailers outside of the comic book store, and I think it's a great way for Marvel to get out there and do the same. Um, get out there and get a little more exposure uh, for the comics, uh, for the characters that are selling so much merchandise. So Hopefully they'll have good success with that. Disney Parks is going to kick off its Summer of Heroes starting May 27th with the grand opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at Disney's California Adventure Park, where almost all of the superhero excitement is going to be. Uh, The new attraction is taking the place of uh, California's version of the Tower of Terror, and you'll be joining Rocket Raccoon as he tries to free the rest of the Guardians from the Collector's Fortress. Um, it's supposed to be an unpredictable thrill ride. It looks like it's going to be in the same vein of the Tower of Terror itself, where it's a ride that shoots you up and down really, really fast. 
Uh, Tower of Terror was a fun ride. I really enjoy it. Uh, I went to the Florida version several times. I'm not sure if we're going to get a remake, uh, a version of the Mission Breakout in Florida. But California fans can be on the lookout for that. To celebrate it, they're also going to have special meetup opportunities and activities featuring many of the Marvel heroes. Um, They are promising a, a mission type event with Black Widow and Hawkeye, uh, meet and greets with Captain America, and uh, Star-Lord is going to be out and about. So Marvel finally breaking into the Disney parks in a big way. We know they've kind of dabbled in some of the parks before. There have been little meet and greets here and there, mostly in California. Uh, They have the Disney Half Marathon that takes place in uh, as well, Uh, the Superhero Half Marathon, I should say. So uh, you're starting to see more of the Marvel characters. Uh, if you're not aware, the, the, the holdup really is the Florida parks. Um, Disney, before they owned Marvel, uh, Marvel licensed itself out to Universal Studios, and that's why there's a Superhero Islands of Adventure in Universal Studios. Well, that's a very long-term, uh, very concrete deal, and uh, it forbids Disney from using – those licensed characters, which unfortunately includes most of the Avengers, Spider-Man, Hulk, the Fantastic Four, uh, in their theme parks. Now, characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy are probably uh, able, and Doctor Strange, I believe, also, um, which is why I believe we had a Doctor Strange meetup in Florida. They're allowed to be, so I think you might start to see some of these other characters, especially um, as they gain in popularity. Uh, start to show up in more of the Disney parks. Uh, don't have any plans anytime soon of getting out to California, but I will try to catch a lot of the information. Fortunately, many of the Disney bloggers and fan sites are really great about live streaming and posting up videos of the thing. So when it happens, I'll be checking it out for sure. Um, the cruise lines have already kicked in the high gear. They have several superhero cruises and superhero activities all through the cruises. So Marvel is slowly making its way through the Disney parks. Just us people closer to Florida have a little bit longer to wait, especially when it comes to some of the Marvel's big guns. Um, Over in the world of DC, there's some more crazy DC Looney Tunes comics coming. A couple weeks we told you about some of them coming out, including the one that just sticks in the top of my head, Suicide Squad and the Banana Splits. Well, they've announced uh, teasers this week featuring Marvel hero or uh, DC heroes, sorry, against some Looney Tunes villains and uh, just some one-shot pages, uh, Jonah Hex and Yosemite Sam, uh, Martian Manhunter and Marvin the Martian, Lobo and Roadrunner, and Batman and Elmer Fudd. So uh, not really sure what that's for. There's some crazy teasers. The Looney Tunes are done very differently. It's not classic Looney Tunes, which I thought was weird, especially in the case of the... Characters like Yosemite Sam and Wiley e. Coyote. Uh, not sure what it's going to be. They just said there's more information to come. I don't know if we're going to get it out of Toy Fair or if it's something they're saving for Comic Con season. But these really bizarre DC Looney Tunes crossovers—they're uh, heading our way. We're not exactly sure. We know there's some annuals coming up first. I don't know if these will be a second round of annuals or uh, something completely different. We know they've had. Varying successes experimenting with the Hanna-Barbera characters, and uh, we've seen things like uh, 
the Scooby Apocalypse comic and uh, Future Quest and the Flintstones is surfacing from there. I don't know if this is going to be, I mean, we, they do a standard Looney Tunes comic every month for their kids line, but they seem to be doing more adult-centered versions of these characters, especially in the case of something like Scooby Apocalypse, which completely reimagines uh, the worlds. So uh, I guess we're on a wait and see on that particular thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, also at a toy fair. Well, this wasn't at a toy fair. This was um, out of a press release. Uh, recently, uh, Disney and, and Lucasfilm released a foreign language uh, for Star Wars The Last Jedi. And uh, when they announced in America that Star Wars The Last Jedi was going to be the name of the film, uh, there was a bit of a buzz, uh, a little bit of an uproar about the title, The Last Jedi. And then uh, a lot of people speculated that Jedi is also the plural of Jedi. Well, in the Spanish and, and French and Italian versions of the title cards that were released this week, The Last Jedi was indeed pluralized as far as how they conjugated um, into the other languages. So definitely credence that The, the Last Jedi is plural, uh, still don't know exactly what that means for the movie, but at least you know we know that they are referring to possibly both Rey and Luke Skywalker, uh, maybe more. We don't know. So that was a big deal. Um, like I said, uh, Toy Fair this week uh, in New York, and what Toy Fair is, is uh, it's a huge event uh, set up for retailers to uh, all the different toy brands and companies uh, put their best foot forward and put out information about uh, products they'd like to sell uh, for the year and and things that they would let the the retailers buy. So the Toys R Us and Target and Walmart and all the retailers, online retailers, uh, get to come through and see demonstrations of things that the toy companies would like to put out. Uh, Of course, always a big part of that – movie tie-ins and uh, comic book tie-ins. So we're seeing a lot of interesting stuff pop up out of there. Of course, a lot of it right now is locked away secret. You have to be, sign a release clause that you're not going to put anything out, uh, information about it. Uh, they usually don't let the press in. They let the press into the event itself, but to these special workshops for things like Star Wars and uh, the Justice League movie. They don't always let people in, but we are starting to see more and more from the Justice League uh, character designs and action figure plans from Funko and Mattel. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, a lot of images this week, so you can get the, uh, what characters look like. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, if you want to see, they have uh, action figures of uh, Kurt Russell as Ego, uh, who is going to play a big part in the movie. Uh, so there's a lot. If you're on Facebook, as I know many, many people are, uh, check out uh, the hashtag Toy Fair 2017, or you can go to your favorite toy and fan sites and see a lot. I don't want to get into a lot of it because some of it runs into spoiler territory. Um, but I got to say, personally, I'm really, really excited. Um, some more of the Batman Lego stuff coming out, uh, tied into both that and the Justice League movie. Uh, Justice League designs, you're starting to see different alternative designs of possible things that are going to take place in the movie. I'm not as impressed with the Justice League character designs. I've got to say, um, a lot of them look really 
goofy and bulky and uh, you know flash in battle armor seems counterproductive but you know hopefully we can look past that and it looks a lot better in action than it does posed a lot of times that's the case uh, suits that look just awful uh, the first time you see them look better when they're moving and sometimes in the case of things like the green lantern it looks awful in the beginning and, and is a pile of crap at the end so you know um, a lot of cool stuff you know uh, Big, big plus, there's doing a two-pack, uh, Doomsday and versus Superman from the Death of Superman line. Um, that looks really cool. That one caught my eye. Uh, like I said, the Guardians of the Galaxy, there's some information about that movie. A lot of, lot of little teases about Star Wars. Um, 40th anniversary of the New Hope is coming up this year, and there's a huge push towards that. So we're seeing a lot about that right now. Uh, a lot of special stuff coming out. Not so much on the Last Jedi because obviously they, you know, their secrecy thing. It was really, really tight going into it. It's a little bit looser this time. We've already seen because of uh, post uh, the stormtroopers are getting a tweak. So, I mean, if you're into toys and action figures and collectibles along with your comics, Toy Fair is a great time. You probably already know this. Uh, just about anything you collect is going to be represented. Anything you're interested in is going to be represented, and a lot of comic book and action figure stuff out there. Um, I'll be hopefully posting my weekend. Like obviously, it was kind of crazy, but I'll be posting some of my favorites. I've already been screen capturing and saving links, and uh, throughout the weekend and the rest of the week, I'm hopefully going to be talking in depth about Toy Fair 2017 in New York. And that wraps up our news for this week. Um, We are going to jump in and take our commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to do a big review of yesterday's appearance at the Comic Universe in Folsom, Pennsylvania. So hang in there for about 3 minutes and 17 seconds, and we'll be right back. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause. 
www.caseyscalls.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Welcome back to Maverick's Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. Uh, make sure you check out all of Totally Driven's great shows and entertainment, including not just Maverick's Comic Roundup, but Totally Driven Radio on Thursday nights, the Mojo Sports Show, and of course, Liberty All-Star Wrestling Retro Wrestling Radio every Friday night, the other show hosted by yours truly currently. Uh, if you're into professional wrestling and like independent wrestling, we both talk about Liberty All-Star Wrestling, as well as the classics of yesteryear. Um, great show last Friday night. We talked about the passing of uh, legendary George the Animal Steel. And I also want to say a condolence to the family of, of Uncle Ivan, Ivan Koloff, who passed away. Um, so check out TotallyDrivenTV.com for all the information about all of our great shows and podcasts here on the network. And events, uh, concerts, and uh, wrestling shows, and, and Totally Driven is expanding and growing. Um, and it's, it's really a fun time to be a part of that. And hopefully um, you'll be hearing a lot from the Totally Driven family in the weeks and months to come. And hopefully even more so, a lot from Maverick's Comic Roundup. So. I wanted to talk a little bit about this past weekend's big event. Um, As I talked about on the show and uh, and online, I was the special guest auctioneer auctioneer at the 38th annual – or 38th anniversary, the annual anniversary auction. It was the 38th – I always say that wrong, and people think it's the 38th uh, auction. But in reality, it's the 38th anniversary, and they have an annual auction on the anniversary. They've been doing it for many, many years. Um, probably not all 38, but uh, I've been honored to be the guest auctioneer uh, for the last several years. Uh, actually, it's one of my favorite things to do every year um, to I get out there and uh, have a great time interacting with uh, the comic universe, uh, universe as you will, uh, the fans and friends of the comic universe. We have a great time, and it was no exception, and, and they always go out of their way to do something special. And uh, I always appreciate that. And this year, absolutely astounding. Um, right off the bat, I walk in and, I, and 
standing there is a superstar comic book artist, Anthony Spey, uh, from Zenoscope Comics. He does some of the most amazing pinups. Um, and, and Zenoscope, they do a lot of uh, female pinups. And then I don't want to say cheesecake because it's not giving it credit enough, but he does this outstanding, outstanding work. Uh, and they do Grimm's Fairy Tales, and, uh, which is an adult take, not in a bad way, just a more grown-up take, I should say, on a lot of fairy tales and superheroes and things like that. And uh, they have a lot of strong female leads. And he does amazing work. And he's designed a lot uh, for the stores and done interiors and cover work for them for years and years and years. And he's got this great relationship with Comic Universe. And he part of the auction is they auctioned off a, a sketch, any custom sketch you want, which will cost, you know, I imagine quite a money. He's a very in-demand artist. He does a lot of work. And uh, special prints and uh, things made just for the event itself, he, a sneak peek of uh, some of his merchandise. So the fact that that was there and, and able to auction off was a, a great surprise. Everybody was taken back, and the stuff did really, really well. But to, to be able to you know, uh, have a relationship with a, an artist of that caliber uh, goes to show you how, how wonderful a store comic universe is and uh, – he was very gracious, uh, very friendly. Uh, he actually got involved in the bidding, uh, him and his wife. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, the, I've met them in the past, but this is the longest I've gotten to, to spend time with them at this event, and it was just an amazing thing to have. And you never know what to expect at these things. And even as the auctioneer, even though I'm privy to a lot of the information uh, going into it, they always managed to surprise me. So that was really cool. Uh, there's always a mystery box element. Um, where he takes a couple hundred dollars worth of merchandise and hides it in a box, uh, long boxes, and uh, it's always a fun bidding process. And today he did a, this year he did a special mystery, um, double <laughs> mystery box element, which uh, caused a bit of a buzz. Uh, it was fun to see the happen to decide which box to take and which one had the bonus surprises in it. So always, always enjoy going out there. And I, I got to say thanks to Mike, uh, who uh, won a couple of his auctions and uh, donated uh, some of the books to uh, my comic book drive that I that I host uh, with the Darby Free Library. And uh, it's a couple cool things coming their way that was donated uh, very graciously. So that's very exciting. Um, love uh, the, the heart and soul of comics and uh, the comic book fan always have their hearts in the right place. So that was great. And it's always a fun time getting out there and laughing and joking and poking fun at both uh, comic books that we love and ourselves from time to time. And uh, they're always patient and graceful with me because I'm not a professional auctioneer by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, But I, I have a lot of fun doing it. It's something I look forward to, and I, I can't wait to be back at Comic Universe this May as I've signed on for a free comic book day, which will be a different event entirely. And uh, you've heard me speak of free comic book day several times already, but uh, come on out with the kids. I'll be doing something different on free comic book day. The auctions are for a little more hardcore collectors. Uh, even though we do some, some toys and stuff that the, the kids uh, definitely get a kick out of. And sometimes they pop in and visit uh, the auction as well. So, Thanks for everybody. Thanks for the support of the show. Um, trying to grow this little podcast. As I said before, it's a fun passion project of mine, and it's great to be able to get out there and do stuff. 
with my friends and comic book posse as it was. So I, I wanted to say that thanks to Frank Link and uh, Ella of the Comic Universe for having me out again, uh, my comic book home for almost my entire comic book reading career. I mean, I've kind of frequent in other stores, but my very first comic store was a comic universe store in Folsom at the world famous Bazaar of All Nations. And many, 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 many years later, I'm still there. And I definitely appreciate getting out there and um, being able to do stuff like that. It's really neat. So that's my report on the auction. If you missed it, shame on you. You missed some huge surprises. If you're, you know, you got to come out to these things and you never know what you can get. I know people walked away with some amazing uh, deals and steals. There's a couple of things I seriously thought about bidding on. Uh, they were that cool, but you know, conflict of interest. So <laughs> couldn't necessarily do that, but I still had a lot of fun getting out there and it probably saves me a whole lot of money in the long run that I can't bid on the things that I'm selling. So thanks again, the comic universe. And thanks again for everybody who came out and supporting the show and supporting comic books. It's time for our weekly dose of the six shooter, six comic books in no particular order uh, that I've read this week that I think you should check out. And I I read a lot of comics throughout the course of the week. Uh, Very lucky in that regard that I get to see a lot and read a lot. And uh, I pick six randomly. There are six that catch my attention. I try to get something a little different every week. Um, Things I like, you know, not always my favorite, but a lot of times they are my favorites. But um, I'm not saying they're the best comics in the world. They're just six things I think you should check out. And this week's number one, and i got to say, this is my number one with a bullet. I don't always rank them, but this one I was really, really cool. It came out. I picked it up. Um, I'm actually reading through it again. And that's Future Quest Volume 1 from DC Comics. Uh, now, this is a trade paperback collection in that it's six issues of comic collected together. And uh, it's the first six issues of the Future Quest storyline. And what caught me is this is a reimagining, so to speak of the Hanna-Barbera cartoon universe. Uh, Growing up, the Hanna-Barbera superheroes and adventure cartoons were a big, big part of my growing up uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings. And I'm talking about characters like Johnny Quest and Space Ghost and Birdman and Frankenstein Jr. And so many other great characters, the Herculoids. And they used to air quite frequently on – and now they're all in a shared universe because shared universes are very huge thanks to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, They kind of brought them together in a big epic series, and they found a clever way to do it. And uh, they kind of freshened up, giving them a modern art style as opposed to the Alex Toth, mostly Alex Toth designed uh, animated style. Um, This is more of a comic book, contemporary comic book look of them. Um, And and not in a a really – goofy, like a over-the-top way. Like a Scooby Apocalypse is a, a weird zombie reimagining of the Scooby-Doo, and they change it. And I'm not a fan of that at all. But this one, they stay true to the characters, and they stay true to the universes. And um, that's what I really love. And uh, it's definitely a, a fun read if you grew up with these books. And trade paperbacks are always a great way to get vested in something, especially if you've missed out and it's an ongoing series, you can play catch up. 
is it'll give you the first six issues of that story. A lot of action, a lot of great fun. Um, just really cool. And it's great to see characters like Birdman and Space Food back out there. I know Cartoon Network did some fun comedic things with them, and I loved those. But it's also great to see them back out there being superheroes and whatnot. And, you know, we've seen a couple Scooby-Doo team-ups with these characters, but this is a very different take. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you grew up with these characters, uh, it's definitely worth picking up. And it's a nice love letter to your childhood. Um and, and the adventures of, of these characters, especially I'm a big Space Ghost fan, and it's definitely great to see these guys out there. So Future Quest number one, volume one, I should say, DC Comics, sixteen ninety nine cover, uh, six issues collected, uh, great fun, highly, highly, highly recommended. Get out there and check it out um, in comic book stores now. Uh, it's actually a grouping of books, but I picked one to focus on as the, the – thing itself, but it's True Believers Wolverine Origins number one. Now, this came out last week and was going to be a part of my six-shooter last week, but when I decided to push the show back a week, I still wanted to include these because they're still out there and they're still readily available. And what this is, is it's a reprint of Wolverine Origins number one. And Marvel does these True Believers books um, periodically, and what they are is easy $1 reprints of pivotal issues, a lot of first issues, and um, to tie in with the, the Logan movie coming out, they did a, a whole bunch of Wolverine ones, uh, some of Wolverine's greatest adventures, uh, Battles with the Hulk, the introduction of X-23, who plays a big role in the Logan movie, uh, Origins, the beginning to tell of his, his origin story, and uh, usually seven or eight different ones. They did it with Star Wars last year with The Force Awakens, and they did a whole slew of those and and they did it with Deadpool when his movie came out and there was a whole bunch of Deadpool and it's a great way to get introduced to the comic book versions of this character. So if you're a comic fan and you have friends who are interested in the movies or if you love the movies and want to get to know more about the comic book side of these characters, this is a great introduction way and at a dollar each you can't go wrong. Um, I know with the uh, Galactic Clubhouse and the things that I do, I bought up a ton of these books, the True Believers books, to give out to, to kids and, and, and friends of mine so they can start to see the Star Wars comics. And uh, Wolverine, super popular in comics anyway, and there's some really great stuff there, and it's a dollar each. So it's a great way to not have to hunt down what could be very pricey back issues um, or you know collect a bunch of trades. You can just kind of get a taste of different things, and if you like it, like in the case of Wolverine Origins number one, you can go get the trade or go back and collect the comics, um, and, and, and it's not a huge investment at a dollar each. So I love that these are out. There was a handful out last week. There was a couple more this week that shipped. Um, most comic book stores order pretty heavy on these because they're so cheap, and it's a great way to get these this product in the people's hands. So you know, definitely check out your local comic store and see – uh, what True Believers comics they have. Uh, big Wolverine barrage right now, and I'm sure Marvel will be doing more as it gets closer. So True Believers, Wolverine Origins number one. I really enjoyed that. That was one of my favorite Wolverine stories. It got into telling the origin of Wolverine, the long, mysterious origin. Uh, a lot of twists and turns that you weren't expecting in it too, so it was very interesting to see. Moving right along in the six-shooter here, uh, WWE number two from Boom Comics. Uh, talked a lot about the WWE comic, and if you're a wrestling fan, 
you may be listening to this show. If you're a comic book fan, hopefully you're listening to this show. And this is a great mashing of the two worlds. And I really find the take on the WWE's current comic book very interesting in that it kind of tells a behind-the-scenes story of stuff we've already seen. I know I've talked about this in the past. Um, and this covers Seth Rollins' uh, turn on the shield, how he became uh, the corporate champion, so to speak, um, working with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and how he won the belt and leading up to, of course, injury that took the title away from him and now getting into the the process of coming back. Uh, as well, actually, no, the next one will probably be the coming back, but uh, this is kind of the fall of Seth Rollins. And then uh, the backup story, very interesting, very unusual tale of the Ultimate Warrior, a definitely legendary, popular character. And uh, it's a short little two-page backup feature. They did the, the New Day. Uh, in a comedic tale a couple weeks ago, this seems to be more of a mystical tale as it should be with the Ultimate Warrior. Just a fun book. It covers a whole lot of ground. Uh, if you like the WWE, it's a great companion piece because it adds an interesting dimension. Whether you want to take it as canon or not, as it were, that's up to you. But it's uh, interesting to see how they're taking it. Uh, WWE number two is three ninety nine, and that's from Boom Studios. And is available this week on comic book shelves. And uh, definitely check out and see if they have some of those fun WWE bags and stuff that went along with the product from number one that we covered here on the show. Number four, Nightwing number 15 from DC Comics. I'm a big Nightwing fan. I talk about it all. I love the Teen Titans, uh, that era of Teen Titans, the Perez Wolfman Titans. I love that Nightwing is back in the DC Universe. I didn't like the New 52 version, uh, how they took him and made him a secret spy. He was secretly dead and set a rough time of the year. So I'm glad that Nightwing's back, and he's back in Bloodhaven. And uh, they're going in a new direction with him, which I really kind of liked. A a new love interest, uh, Bloodhaven, a familiar but new version of the city. Um. This is an interesting one-shot in that it, it, it gives you a picture of his life, and it's something that I think is really important to the Nightwing character is I believe Nightwing to be one of the linchpins of the DC Universe. Dick Grayson grew up with the Justice League. You know, He's Batman's partner, uh, Superman, very close ties to him over the years, and you know his connection with the Teen Titans and other characters uh, – kind of made him the big brother figure of the entire universe as the first sidekick he had deep roots and it's something that they often ignore in uh, DC and I, I'm glad that they're bringing that back because you get to see him work with a lot of his classic friends and contemporaries that have kind of been pushed to the wayside over the years um, you know Wally West and Roy Harper and, you know, even Jason Todd in this instance, Starfire and Batgirl, all a big part of his life still. And you get to see that as he goes through the the building part of a new relationship. And, of course, being comics, he can't be happy all that long. There's a huge twist at the end. And I really hope, hope, hope that it's a swerve and not a full twist because to me it would cheapen the whole thing and, and just be another awful plot device. But I, I trust that the writers are – 
know where they're going with it, and it's not going to be uh, another – actually, I can't say the comment I want to because it will be kind of a spoiler. Um, but definitely get out there and and read some Nightwing – what is that? Some weird nonsense in my ears. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that wasn't on the air. Um so Nightwing, number 15, 299 from DC Comics on sales this week. Uh, Nightwing and the Defacer begin their relationship, and you get to see part of both their lives. Honestly, they start to develop the character of the Defacer, uh, Sean, and uh, interesting to see where she's going and where they're going as a couple as Nightwing begins to build his own world once again in the DC universe. My only big fear is that they're going to uh, – eventually wipe it out and bring them back to the backfold for some crazy thing like they have a habit of doing every time they build up a, a nice supporting area for Nightwing. They bring him into some big bat nonsense, and that's how we lose Bloodhaven and his run in New York and things like that that were really great that are quickly aborted. So hopefully they don't fall into that trap again. Number five, uh, the highly anticipated The Wildstorm, number one, uh, reimagining of the Image Wildstorm universe. And I'm not a huge Image fan. I didn't read a lot of uh, any of the Wildstorm uh, comics or books that led into it or any of the things leading into it. Uh, Previously, I'm familiar with some of the characters and concepts, uh, but it wasn't something that really caught my attention. The The real reason I picked this up was because Warren Ellis is the writer on the reboot. And um, he's got such an amazing imagination and creativity in his writing that I definitely was curious to see what he would do um, with the Wildstorm universe. And since it was a number one, I, I was hoping it would be a, an interesting uh, introduction to the world. And I, I wasn't wrong. It was a very – it laid out a lot of mystery. And I think in, in some cases, if you know who these characters are and what they do, be a little more able to follow the story than I was. Um, I didn't know who a lot of the characters were leading in. They did a pretty good job introducing some of them, but I have a feeling that I missed out on a lot because I didn't know. And I could be wrong. It could be the kind of thing where they didn't give you a lot of information and they're going to slowly peel away. But I definitely came out of it thinking I should have uh, did a little more research on it, which you know isn't a great thing for a new comic. Um, if, especially in a relaunch, but you know, I could also be very wrong uh, until issue two comes out and you start to really get into the story, then, you know, you really don't know what happens. And that's the thing about number one issues. They're essentially setting the table, especially a brand new world like that. So you can't really judge where a series is going from number one most of the time. Um, especially in the case of something like this, when you have a genius like Warren Ellis writing, so if you're a fan of the old Image comics and the old Image uh, Wildstorm, then it's definitely worth uh, picking up and checking out. Um, you do see some familiar faces like Voodoo in there, and uh, it will definitely be interesting to see where it goes. I'll give it a couple more just to see if it catches my interest because I have a curiosity right now, but I'm not really sure how it's going to play out. Um, so the Wildstorm, number one. 399 from DC Comics. A big, big push for them this week. There's been a lot of information in DC Comics previously leading up to it, featuring uh, some backstory and some information that, honestly, if I paid a little more attention to, may have helped me reading 
the issue too. So uh, if I go through a second read, I may check out some of that uh, bonus material that I put aside for later because I was covering the main books and honestly never really got back to. So uh, I will say that as a disclaimer. So check out the Wildstorm, Warren Ellis fans, or you know if you're in for something a little different and a little bit of a spy type thing going on, I think could be a spy, secret organizations and all that. And the final bullet in my six-shooter this week is a book. When it came out, I, I kind of chuckled and thought it would be cute, and I added it to my pull list because I loved this version of the character. And it's really turning out to be a, a really fun and quirky tale. And um, I covered number one, and now we're up to issue four, and Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number four uh, – continues to impress me with its with its uh, fun storytelling. Um, Batman's rogues gallery um, collides with Shredder and the Turtles and Batman, Robin, and Batgirl uh, team up. And, uh, of course, it's, it's exactly what you would expect. Um, Batman's Batman, the Ninja Turtles are the Ninja Turtles. Everybody's hitting on Batgirl. Uh, April O'Neil is in there kicking butt. Um, just a lot of fun. This issue in four, they, they run amok of the Scarecrow, uh, which is always good for some crazy, trippy scenes. Um, Harley gets some new henchmen, uh, thanks to Shredder. And Joker and Shredder might be the best uh, buddy comedy going. A lot of crazy stuff. A lot of crazy stuff going on. It's really fun. Um Obviously, it's it's a, a quote-unquote kids-geared book, but as with the Batman Adventures comic of old, they, they write it with a sensibility that adults would enjoy. Um, if you were a fan of the Batman the animated series, uh, the original, the designs are great. Um, You've got Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson as Batgirl and Robin, respectively, so it's great to go back to that very popular era, and I hope they do more with the character. Um, I know they've done a series of both books and, and miniseries using the Batman 66 version of the character. I'd really like to see uh, the Batman animated series kind of continue in this way where they do a lot of fun crossovers with different things. Um, the animated version of the Teenage Ninja Turtles makes more sense than I thought it would. Um, and, you know, you get to see, you know, Mad Hatter and Joker and Scarecrow, and uh, there's a quick cameo shot of a lot of villains, including condiment king so anytime you get some great throwaway reference and a couple characters honestly that haven't really been seen since the batman the animated series uh, so it was fun even if it's just for a quick flashback nightmare sequence to see these characters again um brought back a lot of fun memories uh, of one of the greatest if not the greatest animated uh superhero show uh and any interpretation really not just animated that there were so Batman Adventures, Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures number four uh, from IDW and DC Comics together. Three ninety nine is the cover price on those, and that is available right this minute at your local comic store. So pick it up for you if you have fond memories of the Batman show, or if you have a kid who's really into the Ninja Turtles and Batman, like so many millions of children are, pick it up for them as well. And that wraps up the six shooter for this week. Six comics that I like that I wanted to share with you. I don't necessarily think there's I'm not saying they're the best comics out there. They're just things that caught my attention and I enjoyed reading, and I hope you will too. Yeah.
And that brings us to the end of another Mavericks comic roundup. Uh, hope you enjoyed uh, what I had to go. I've been working um, very diligently. I know I keep saying this on, on, on building the show and getting it out there and your continued support means the world to me. And um, I've got some great comic book things planned in the future. And I hope you ride along, little doggies, as it were. And for information on this show, my upcoming appearances, blog, and more, check out mavericksroundup.com. You're going to start seeing a lot more life on that. I know I've been saying it, but it's a slow build because I'm very, very, very paranoid about getting this thing right. So I apologize if it's slow moving, but I promise you it's going to get some serious diligence in the weeks and months to come. I was sidetracked with a couple projects, but uh, the roundup is, is my love, and I'm back, and we're going to drive this ship Forward. And you can follow me on social media, on Instagram at Mavericks Roundup, and on Facebook at Mavericks Comic Roundup. I've been updating them much more frequently than the, than the MavericksRoundup.com. And of course, the, my forgotten stepchild on Snapchat, Mavs Roundup. I'm still trying to master that. I need to sit down with my, my daughter and get the mastery of Snapchat going. You can read my weekly comic book reviews on the, for the Totally Driven Entertainment Network at TotallyDrivenTV.com. And for more of my comic book reviews, go to the Comic Universe Facebook page at Comic Universe. You can also follow my kids and family Star Wars podcast, Galactic Clubhouse, that I host with my daughters coming soon to Totally Driven Entertainment. Check out at Galactic Clubhouse on both Facebook and Instagram. We still update those pages even though we're rebuilding the show. I know it's been slow burn on that as well, but you know, trying to plan a comic book podcast and a Star Wars podcast with uh, young children – with very busy schedules is uh, quite a chore, but we will be getting in there. You can also catch me every Friday night at 9 p.m. for Liberty All-Star Wrestling Retro Wrestling Radio, where we discuss all of the latest Liberty All-Star Wrestling news and debate the greatest wrestlers and supercards from years gone by. That's Friday night at 9 here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. Uh, thanks again to Comic Universe for having me out. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the show. Uh, next week, we will be back uh, with more comic book goodness and more from the comic roundup. So, until we meet again, happy trails.